Michael Rennie is uh, my guest on uh, Conversations with Some Friends. Uh, a friend of the show, I'm going to call you there, Michael, if that's all right. Uh, anyway, good, good, good uh, afternoon to you. Uh, you're, looking, you're looking very well. How are you generally? Bored. Um, but generally okay, yeah. This, this never-ending cycle of COVID, but, you know, could be worse. No, I wouldn't have had you as a person who was could be bored by this situation. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's it's really strange things like when you see old YouTube clips, football crowds, <laughs> or, or you see anything where people are sat in the same room. Or where you're just free to go out and sit in a restaurant. And uh, it's just really weird watching stuff like that. Mm. And spooky. You know, but it, it's, you know, I, I, I realise that, you know, how important it is to have something regular in your life, like getting up and going to work. I get up every morning and do the same thing. I go and walk the dogs. Um, and then come home and do Zoom meetings. <laughs> um, mm, all right, yeah, no, that's persuasive. That's 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 persuasive. Mm, that's persuasive. And then, you know, what, what, I mean, I don't teach anyway, but when I'm in a school, I, I see the normal things going on in the school day, and I see teachers teaching, and I see children, and I interact with people. Don't get any of that. Mm. But otherwise, otherwise, you know, you just get on with it. Like I say, some people have had it a lot worse. They absolutely have. They absolutely have here and throughout the world, you know. But and that's uh, so. Talking of international uh, topics, let's begin with an optimistic uh, reflection. Yeah. The last time we talked, we were still in Trump world. <laughs> Seems like a different uh, epoch. Yeah. Now, and uh, so let's let's first of all get an emotional reaction. It's like JFK moment. I think this is it's it's almost as big as the JFK moment. Where were you when you heard that uh, Georgia? And uh, now remind me, it was those northern. It was Georgia, Arizona, Arizona, Nevada, Nevada, and then uh, Pennsylvania, of course. Yeah, Michigan. I was I was on the sofa. I watched CNN all day. CNN just just runs live all day on it's one of the Sky channels, and I watched it <clears throat> from about it must have been about five or six hours um, until CNN decided to call it. They were the first to call it. Um, that was on the Saturday, um, you know, and they called it exactly right. But his lead was so great, and it's amazing how they counted, you know. And, and you got this running scoreline, mm. and it was just so obvious that that he'd won it. Um, and it was it was a genuinely great moment. Mm. Um, Did you feel emotional? A little bit. 
A little bit. I, th- I thought the world was suddenly a safer place. I think the world has been a very dangerous place. Mm. Uh, still is. China China's very dangerous. Um, but America, you know, watching the stuff on BBC now on Trump, is, have you seen that? Uh, I've seen a couple of documentaries. Yeah, there's one at the moment. That, that, I, I don't know when the second part is. It's the three part the BBC have done. Uh, and you've got the views on Trump from other world leaders. And when other world leaders are talking about nuclear war and how close he'd, he'd moved us to it. Wow. Um, I mean, I thought he was anyway. But what you realise is that how Putin played him like a violin. Mm. And he was he was scared of Putin. Yeah. He was intimidated. Do you think he was scared of what Putin had on him? I don't know. That's that's that's, that's possible, you know. But... It, his, his, it was his um, unilateral decision to leave NATO. You know, we're going to leave NATO then. Uh, an organisation, basically, which is, which is an American thing. And, of course, the other Western leaders were just horrified by it. That that, that was even being entertained by his administration, which I don't think it ever was, but it was, it was certainly being entertained by Trump. And, of course, if that happened... Who knows what Russia would have thought? Um, you know, you could see him rolling into Hungary, couldn't you? Um, almost nothing would be a surprise. No, you know, just just despotic. I mean, I didn't. I, I never saw this thing of oh, he's got his finger on the nuclear button because it's just not possible. It doesn't happen like that. But his destabilization of um, his own country. Um, the, the division that he's created in his own country, the um, rampant rise of the right and some really horrible things, you know, the xenophobic racism and all that sort of stuff and conspiracy uh, and mistrust. And, and, and people have got this, suddenly got, suddenly got this idea, haven't they, where they can just do what they want. Yeah. And there's no consequence and... Which and they always it. have. They, I think there's a, there's a. It sounds a bit, bit uh, patronising to say, but I think I think there are there are a constituency of people for whom entitlement has been a watchword, mm. and 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 um, but that has suddenly become or became, and I think to an extent still is. I don't know. You agree? Uh, the 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 respectable thing to be. Yeah, <laughs> I am owed everything by everybody, mm. and I am probably right. Yeah, and 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 but and and, and and I mean, there are so many things that are appalling. Let me ch- take you back one step to that th- thing about the nuclear button. Yeah. Um, first, how how despicable it is that we're even talking about it. Yeah, from from an era where we thought, you know, the, when when Obama, both times Obama won, it really felt like perhaps there is a new chapter opening, didn't it? Yeah. And then, to the put, we get we reach a point where I'm actually looking up. This is mid December. Actually, going on to the internet to look up. Uh, how does a president start a nuclear war? Yeah, and as you say, quite correctly, this this uh, the process they have to go through. I thought it was quite well. One, it was painted as being you only had to get a suitcase out from under his desk. Yeah, and slam his, fist, his his chubby orange fist down and and and, and 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 there we go and threads suddenly becomes tame 
Yeah. <laughs> but it yeah. isn't, is it? It's quite an elaborate process of, of, yeah. of double checking yeah. and checking. And now the entitlement thing is really interesting. You know, some one of one of those weird Sunday things that I've written about social media that I've tried to. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd never use Facebook anyway. Twitter, I only ever use it to really see what City's team is. Um, that, it tends to come on there first. Um, I don't use Instagram. WhatsApp, I find deeply annoying, but it's useful. And I suppose, you know, you, you, can, you can really be selective as to who you can communicate with on that. It's not. It's it's a glorified version of texting. I wouldn't really call it social media, but I think I, I as I've said before, I think social media will. I said about two years ago, I thought it'd bring about the end of the world. Um, I, 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 I'm 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 not joking when I say that. I, I think it it promotes the, uh, the the culture of entitlement. It's given a voice to things that have no business having a voice none whatsoever um it is enabling uh people to lie and to spread lies and to and to destabilize and eventually that grows into something very big and starts to destabilize entire countries um and and societies and i think things can collapse as a result of that i think facebook is absolutely shocking mm. I, th- I think it is a disturbing thing um and um twitter to a lesser i think facebook is the one that really gets me um and you know there are there are people who who live their life on it in the same way as you've got people walking around with the mobile phones you know they're addicted to these aren't they i i think i am Mm. you know i i say more and more to claire I, i i don't use this please when you're in the same house as me don't text me in the same house. If you want to talk to me, you come and talk to me. Mm-hmm. I won't. I won't respond to you. You know, I, I haven't got a WhatsApp group with either Helen or Claire. It's like no, just you just talk to me instead. Um, but no, the, getting back, you know, the entitlement thing. Yeah, um, but that's the world. That's the world. Trump. Yeah, him going changed i think overnight the way i felt about things because I, w- I was very very concerned um graham about the world concerned about this country this government um concerned about america concerned about the, the march of the right and that election just stopped it dead in its tracks it just stopped it um and it stopped it from having any power and then when you saw the Capitol Hill insurrections, you, you just realised what they, they really are. You know, those southern flags and the... Oh, my God. Well, the deaths, the deaths, there were deaths during that. Unbelievable. Uh, unbelievable stuff. I think two police officers, wasn't it? Was it two police officers? Yeah. Afterwards, and somebody died at the scene, I think. And then you see the Republicans, how many of them refusing to impeach him? I know. Well, I think that, that, that's really, really dangerous for the Republican Party. I, I think they might be unelectable forevermore as a result of that. Do you? I do. 
I, I, I think they, they might well be the minority party for a long time now because of that. Well, uh, I, I said, let's get, uh, I, I mean, I do feel very optimistic about it and, I'm, and I'd like to agree with you on that because my, well, the scenario I, I tried to pan out for my daughter was this because she's lived most of her childhood under the shadow of most of her, uh, you know, childhood during which she had a reasonable grasp of the world was under Donald Trump. 2016, he came to power. She's yeah. lived most of her sentient life, as it were, in the shadow of this monster, and also Boris Johnson, and also Brexit. I mean, she's had she's had the children of this generation. Mm. This is normal for them. Mm. Um, but but there is a chance now that if Biden Biden's clearly a one-term president, I think he's even said that. Yeah. But then, if uh, if the if, if if the VP wins next time and then wins the next time, we could be looking at twelve years of peace. <laughs> well, you, uh, you, there are moments, aren't there, where and opportunities. Uh, do you remember when there was a hung parliament? Yes. Yeah. Quite liked few, it. Yeah, a few elections ago. Well, um, I, I despised it because of what um, Clegg did. Um, no, not that hung parliament. The one we've just come out of. Right, I was. I, I, I meant the one where Clegg uh, decided to become a Tory. Yes, the uh, the pact or whatever it was called. Yeah, I mean, oh, the coalition. Yeah, the coalition. There was there was an opportunity. Then I remember talking to my dad about. It. I said, "Look, it, all Labour and the Liberals have got to do here is say right." Um, Let's have our own co coalition and we will have proportional representation going forward uh, as an electoral system, which is what the Liberals always wanted. And at a stroke, they would have guaranteed this country never having a Tory government ever again. Mm. The Tories would never rule this country ever again. Mm. Uh, and it was a one-time opportunity, a great, great moment that could have been and if that had happened, we'd not have Brexit. Um, and it was lost because Clegg decided that the Tories were where he wanted to lay his, his support. Um, and ironically, given what you've just been saying, uh, where, is, where is Clegg now? Yeah, well, quite. Um, Face, uh, Facebook, Facebook uh, presentational chief or something? Something like that. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, there we go. Um, you know, so that's a moment. And Obama was a moment, a real opportunity, you know. And there's another one now. But it's bigger because of what you've just said. You could be looking at 12 years. You could be looking at six, You could be looking at 34 years without a Republican Party because the Republican Party is has damned itself, I think, has absolutely damned itself by not impeaching the president their, their president after that insurrection. And that is political capital that can be used by the Democrats forevermore. Um, at risk of having it recorded that I once again sound patronising, do the 73 million voters for Trump care? Um, well, you know, you're going to say, well, um, Biden won by 7 million, so there were 70... You know, was it seventy-three to eighty million? Um, it, it 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 doesn't matter. Um, those seventy-three million can be as racist as they want. Um, they they're always going to lose. 
And if you had an election now, it would be 61 million, not 73. He'd, he'd have lost at least one in five or six because of that. That, that has not gone down well. You know, we only see the tip of the iceberg of the news feed, whatever we're allowed to see, whatever narrative people want to put out. But I, I watch CNN because I, I think it's I think it's balanced, and um, there's a lot of people in, in on on the soft right of American politics who are shocked by it. And I, like I say, it's not 73 million; it, it could be 40 million for all we know. And the gap is so huge; they're not going to close that. They can, they can, they can stay waving their General Lee flags and and the rest of it. They, they are um, they're in a really bad bad place. You you can you can't go around the world anywhere around the world now saying I'm a Republican, mm. I support Trump without people openly laughing at you. Much as yeah. much as I know, we're going to come on to this, but much as. You know, whenever I talk to people in Poland or elsewhere in in the world, actually, you know, the first thing they're thinking is, "What an idiot country he comes from!" Mm. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, because uh, of, of, of everything that's happened. But yeah, so oh dear me. Well, when we go to France, I, I want to tell every French person I meet that I didn't vote for Brexit. Absolutely, absolutely. When, when you stood there in the bread shop. And they look at you because they do. They do, they look at you. We get looked at. British people always have always been looked at. I think. Yeah. I think the rest of the world looks at British people in, in, through a particular prism. Yeah. Not quite, and I'm never sure whether it's one of envy, admiration, or loathing, or of a, 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 a sort of curiosity because of the sheer amount of um, popular culture and and capital we've put into the world since ever you know forever. Um, because we're so blessed to have been the first industrialized nation, et cetera, et cetera. We are a different country. And I, I think people see us slightly differently. Um, and you, you can see them looking and you just, you just want to say, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I hate the government. I hate the Tories. Mm. I hate Boris Johnson. Mm. I think he's embarrassing. I'm really sorry about that. Mm. Mm. You know, I want to get a big sign for me, bumper sticker. If we get to France this year, which is... I want a big bumper sticker to say, um, I despise what my country has become. I apologize. I'm a pro-European. I know. Uh, it's, uh, it's, a, a very, uh, it's a very frightening position to find ourselves in. It is 1984. You know, 1984, uh, George Orwell, of course, not, not, not a, a genius prophet, mm -hmm. and as well as being a superb writer. Yeah. But this is uh, strip one. We are living now on Airstrip One. And I remember reading 1984 and thinking, surely there'll never be that kind of utter uh, severance of a link between ourselves and the rest of mainland Europe. Um, but indeed there has been. Yet, before, let's leave the American thing before we then we'll, then we'll come on to this benighted country and look for cheering. Well, not cheering necessarily, but 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 but... I will try and find what confidence I can. Uh, but on the American front, and there's so much to talk about, but let's just confine it to, to this before we leave that, that area. Um, do you think 
that Joe Biden's uh, or rather what what impact do you think Joe Biden and God willing Kamala Harris's subsequent term, maybe two, but let's confine ourselves to Biden for the moment. What what impact do you think that's going to have on uh, um, writing the ship, as it were, over here, if any? Uh, I really don't know. I mean, what I do know about American politics is um, there's right and there's centre right. Um, anything that's that's seen as broadly socialist is is somehow a bad, horrible thing to them. It's really weird. I think their political system is really odd. Um, it's not as simple as Democrats are lefties. They're not. They're just not. There is there is, there is a, a, a left leaning wing, the Bernie Sanders type, um, but they're not they're not they're not left wingers. They're ardent capitalists, and they believe in the capitalist system at heart. Um, Kamala Harris, I think, is is, is horrible. I, I really I really find her smugness to be disturbing. Uh, Biden, um, I, I always liked Joe Biden when he was vice president, um, but uh, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's an administrator, isn't he? Uh, and, and a politician uh, who likes to play politics in, 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 in Washington. Uh, so, you know, it, it's, for me, it's a bit like, well, anybody but Trump, really. Uh, I don't, don't have a, a particular attachment to Joe Biden or Kamala Harris, but it's not Trump, and that'll do. You know that will do. Mm. The effect over here, it, 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 it's difficult to say. Biden is absolutely no supporter of the UK. We no. know that. No, or know that. rather, no, no, no supporter of uh, Boris Johnson. And um, no, um, and um, the effect on this country, I don't know. I think we're in such we're we're in, we're in so much trouble. It's it's scary in this country. Um, so much trouble. Uh, the the only hope we've got is uh, I, I, honestly. Look, you know, I'm an economist. I'm reasonably well educated. I really don't know what the hell is going to happen, Graham, or what where the hell we are. Um, other than um, on some sort of raft on some sort of ocean. Uh, increasingly lost, mm. increasingly far from the safety of the mothership. Mm. Um, it's it's the, the full effect of Brexit is um, a truly terrifying prospect for me. Mm. Um, and how anybody, how anybody s- still clings to this notion that it was a good idea because it, day by day, you know, the fishing industry is ruined, isn't it? Incredible, isn't it? Absolutely incredible. incredible. Which is almost, yeah. almost the flagship uh, yeah. prejudice of yeah. the. Uh, yeah. it, it masked uh, a deep-seated and truthful racism that really yeah. was at the bottom of of, of yeah. the Brexit thing. Yeah, uh, they, they put out front and center a, a supposed yeah. belief that the fishing industry was what it was all about, and and thereby yeah. and our waters and and all of that absolute absolute cobblers. Uh, you know, which can be unpicked, you know, within two seconds. Yeah. Of, uh, anybody who can read, uh, you know, a full-length Ladybird book. Mm. But, um, but it was their thing. It was their thing. Well, the guy, the guy who brokered all that, Gove, 
When was the last time you saw him? I try to avoid any um, occurrence of him in the media because he makes me feel physically ill. Yes. Um, but in terms of, I know what you mean. Uh, well, he's almost gone. not at all. But he's disappeared, Graham. I mean, in the last, since, since the news came out that the shellfish industry is, is, is now over, Mm-hmm. He has completely disappeared from the from the uh, the, the publicity machine mm-hmm. of the government, mm-hmm. and they do this when there's a bit of bad news. That, that person is then told to keep their head down for two or three weeks. So uh, he, he, th- he's nowhere to be seen. I I don't think he's got that much control over over those over those. I'd like to use the word buffoons, but it makes them sound almost kind of friendly and likable, lovable clowns. But really, they are so far from being that, so far from being that. Pretty Patel mm. is mm. the most ferocious danger to mm. civil liberties in this country that I can remember in my life. I can't remember a Home Secretary who, for, about whom I've actually felt afraid. Mm. Not because I think she's devilishly clever or Machiavellian in that sense, but she is a blunt hammer in a way, in a surgeon's, uh, in, in, a, in an operating theatre, she's a blunt hammer. Yeah. And, well, and only have, wants to see blood. Yeah, well, they have a real difficulty empathising with anybody, this government. Um, he was the woman, wasn't she the woman, who actually thought, I should say politician rather than woman, I, I, I should say that, I suppose, but wasn't she the politician who suggested, seriously, uh, wave machines in the channel to deter the migrants, actually generating waves, a tide, that would push the the uh, refugees uh, back to France, wasn't she? Wasn't didn't she suggest that? Did I dream? I, I, I don't know. That rings that rings a bell. I mean, I know she she was the woman who said that criminals need to be afraid. Yes, um, yes. But you, but Michael, we need to remember, do we not, that Theresa May was the Home Secretary who ordered vans to go around. And I don't think I'm making this up. I'm, I, but I wonder because it's so. Uh, frightening, ferocious vans with loud hailers to go around um, heavily migrant areas in this country to say uh, something to the effect of if you're illegal, you you better get out. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they're delightful. I mean, you're pretty Patel. Yeah. yeah. If you had a league table of of vileness, Mm. difficult, isn't it? I I think Gove would always top it for me. Hmm. Um, but Patel, mm. Sunak, um, all of them, Michael. There's none of them in the government that you no. would trust a child with for longer than five minutes. No, the, the, the I'm not trying to cast aspersions as to their proclivities, but I mean as an yeah. actual, yeah, uh, irresponsible. Uh, no, what's that? Be more. Uh, let me try and be more uh, erudite about this. It is unconscious incompetence on yeah. the part of almost all of them. Well, it, it, it is, and, and it, it, it's just, it's no laughing matter because it's... It it's isn't. Cost, it's cost people, uh, thousands of people, tens of thousands of people died um, unnecessarily in this pandemic. It's over 100,000 in this country, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's it's... How many would have done, well, you know, how many lives would have been saved had they taken some very simple measures and shut down earlier and shut the borders mm. um, and locked mm. down properly, mm. uh, not put the schools back um, as they did 
uh, straight after Christmas. Um, if they haven't have done the five day, do what you want over Christmas because COVID is taking five days off. Mm. You know, and, and people who wouldn't give up an afternoon Christmas dinner are now sitting there looking at their dead relatives. Uh, because, of course, that's entitlement. Because people are entitled to a Christmas. They can't do without one. The, um, I, think, I think it was Gove, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I think it was one of them who said, oh, no, I'm, I do apologise, it was, it was Johnson himself, who this time last year gave a speech to, I think, the CBI or something of that sort, to say um, that we're, we're, we're a different nation to others in character. And somebody's got to stand up to stand up for uh, uh, freedom. And so we will be and we will be that country. Have you heard that speech? No, it is terrifying. And it was almost exactly this time last year, just prior to him missing. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was five Cobra meetings. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, and then and I think he went on holiday. Did he not go on holiday? I think yeah. he did. Completely invisible. Mm. Five, co five COVID meetings, five COBRA COVID meetings. Yeah. 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 Today's death total in uh, Vietnam. Anybody? That's right. Zero. Mm. The seven-day average deaths from COVID uh, in Vietnam. Yes, that's right. Zero. Um, and, uh, you know, there we go. There we go. But, but luckily, Michael, we are asking to join the um, Pacific... I can't remember what it's called, but the Pacific Trade Union of some sort or other that we're now going to exchange the EU for. Uh, oh, you're not talking about Kanzuk, are you? That's right. That's the one. Ah, well, I, I did write about that the other week. Yeah, in your um, yeah. you know because uh, that makes a lot of sense because they're because they're so close to us geographically. But we could learn something from them because uh, you, you, I imagine you know this, but how many deaths do you think there have been in Vietnam? And of course, every de death is a tragedy and numbers don't, dis dis numbers disguise horrible grief. How many deaths have there been in Vietnam of uh, COVID, do you think? I don't know. 35. Good God. 